You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 25 of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. In this episode, I thought I would answer some podcast listener questions that I've received over the past year as we celebrate the one-year anniversary of Healing Through Tarot. I usually answer these questions directly through email when they come in, but I thought it would be fun to share with you some of my answers to the most frequent tarot questions I've received. Let's start with a very common question that I get. How do I explain how I see the tarot? I see the tarot as a therapeutic tool to work with universal archetypes to unlock life lessons, sacred wisdom, and psychological insights that can help each of us with self-reflection, personal growth, self-development, and goal setting to improve our lives. Everyone sees the tarot through a different lens and there are limitless applications for the tarot. So it really can be anything that you want it to be. It's such a versatile tool that has so many uses beyond just divining the future, even though I do use it for that purpose occasionally. I just tend to gravitate toward the healing aspects of this divinatory system. I think tarot has been underutilized in the past, and my goal is to broaden the application of it. You can use tarot cards to check in on your current mental status, the growth you've made on your healing journey, identifying blind spots, deepening your shadow work, and you can tap into your subconscious mind to unlock insights into the inner work needed for psychological breakthroughs, which can help greatly accelerate psychological growth. So that's my take on the tarot system and why I'm so fascinated with this tool and excited to share the many ways that you can utilize it for your personal growth and development. On to our next question. Do I read for myself and do I get readings from other tarot readers? I'm going to answer these similar questions together because the answer is yes to both. I read for myself on a daily basis to set goals, navigate astrological energies such as new moons, full moons, eclipses, planetary transits, and retrogrades, and the most common use is for my own personal healing journey. Some readers say that they can't read for themselves because they feel they can't be objective, but I really do encourage people to give it an honest try because there's so much healing that can be unlocked by pulling cards for yourself. Even if you just get into the routine of pulling one card a day just to check in, that could be very effective on your healing journey. And take it from me, I've been studying psychology for 25 years. And no matter how hard I try as a psychologist, I can't heal another person. True healing happens within when an individual has personal aha moments and learns the insights that burst forth from the subconscious mind. They are the ones that can integrate all of the aspects required for personal healing to occur. Reading for yourself and doing daily reflection can help these epiphany moments occur faster. As a healer, I can only facilitate healing, and I can teach and guide you through the process, but I can't do the actual inner work necessary for those healing breakthroughs. 
That's why I promote learning how to work with the tarot therapeutically, even if you struggle with the card meanings. You don't have to read professionally or memorize all the card meanings or card combinations to be able to find value in working with the tarot. And the second part of that question was, do I ever get readings from other tarot readers? And the answer is yes. Every few months, I get a reading from other readers that I feel drawn to energetically. I think getting readings from other readers helps to get a new perspective on particular issues. Often, they will pull the same stalker cards that I get, but maybe they interpret them in a different way that can help me push through a block that I've been having. And we can all hit roadblocks in our readings because we all see the cards in our own unique ways And reaching out to other readers can offer the fresh perspective we need when we get stuck. And different readers have different tarot expertise. So some readers may focus on healing spreads, like I do, while others incorporate astrology and tarot together for a forecast over the next year. And then some readers may specialize in relationship spreads or career advice. Sampling different tarot approaches helps give you a broader knowledge of the life lessons and events that are unfolding for you over the course of a year that you need to pay attention to. So I think the best combination is to get in the habit of reading for yourself daily, if possible, and weekly at least. And then I highly recommend for everybody to get regular readings from another reader, usually every three to six months, from someone you trust to give you a fresh perspective. Do I take breaks from tarot? I do not take scheduled breaks from tarot reading, but it does happen naturally during some of my busiest months of the year or when I'm immersed in writing on my book series. And that happens just because I'm really stretched for time. There have been times when I've been particularly stressed and highly emotional when I felt that it was best to leave the cards alone for a week or so, but I'm always drawn back to them when things settle down. When I'm feeling emotionally raw or vulnerable, there are moments when it feels uncomfortable to pull cards because I know that I might not be in the right mindset to hear the tough advice that the cards tend to give. What I recommend here is to take a break from the tarot and maybe pull from affirmation decks or a gentle oracle deck and then work your way back to the tarot when things settle down emotionally. I even bought a tarot deck for moments like these, the Mons Tarot. It's a very gentle tarot deck that feels safe when I'm in these tender moments, so I use this deck to ease myself back into the tarot when I'm in these tough emotional spots. It's perfectly fine to take a break if it feels appropriate at those times. And taking these little breaks can help you from getting into tarot ruts, slumps, or becoming bored with tarot. I'm drawn to tarot because it's fun and healing. I love experimenting with it, so I never want it to feel mundane or stale. So if these little breaks that naturally occur during the year help me to appreciate it more when I come back to it, then I welcome it. Usually these little breaks only last one or maybe two weeks. I can't stay away from the cards too long. How do you choose decks to use for a reading? I get this question quite a lot since many of us have a growing tarot and oracle collection. And there are a few variables involved in this process. For me, it comes down to a mix between an intuitive pull to a particular deck and a conscious choice between specialized decks for different types of answers and advice. When I decide which decks to purchase, I gravitate towards decks that give me a wide range of advice. 
I do this so that my collection includes decks that will address all types of questions. What to let go, advice on life purpose, healing approaches and self-care techniques, chakra work, crystal energies, numerology, and astrological energies to consider. So starting with a diverse collection is key. Some of my decks are charged to work for a specific purpose. For example, my animal-themed decks are mostly used to identify blocks and give advice on how to push through those blocks. So I immediately know to pull one of my animal decks if we will be addressing blocks in the spread. If I'm reading for a light worker who is struggling with their dark night of the soul and needs advice on their light work path, I'm going to use my main light worker decks. The light worker oracle, the light seer's tarot, the work your light oracle, and the star seed oracle. These four decks serve that particular light work purpose and read on those topics really well. And I find that light workers resonate with the energy of these cards. Also, the deck chooses the reading. If I'm picking decks off my shelf and one calls out to me that I haven't thought of, I know just to pull it anyway because during the reading, there will be a particular card that has the perfect message for that client. I usually save this deck to pull from for the closing message for the reading. It may be a deck that I wouldn't have consciously chosen based on the topic question, but my intuition knows why, and I always follow my gut. You may find yourself drawn to certain decks for certain types of questions. Archetype decks are great to use in spreads for psychological work and healing. Affirmation decks are great to have on hand when there's a difficult topic you're reading on and you just feel that the client needs an uplifting message to end the reading. For male clients or those with heavy yang energy, I gravitate towards decks like the Wild Unknown, the Game of Thrones Tarot, and the few black and white decks that I have. So you can use your client's energy to base your deck selection on. For artists, I usually use the Lightseer's Tarot combined with the Sacred Creator's Oracle based on the bright colors in this deck. That's a visually appealing combination. Like I said, there's so many variables to consider. Just experiment and see what works for you. I've settled into a routine of a mixture of intuition, energy matching with the decks to the client's energy, and pulling specific decks for a targeted type of advice. And this system works well for me. The next question is related to this one. How do I organize the decks in my collection? Early on in my tarot journey, I got the advice from a seasoned tarot collector to use the cataloging app and website called Libib. It's L-I-B-I-B. It's a free website and app which allows you to set up libraries where you can catalog and track all of your decks and books. I have a tarot library just for my tarot decks a separate library for my Oracle decks, and another one for my Lenormand decks. I also have a library collection dedicated to my Terra resource books. And you can switch very easily between your library collections so that you can manage them all. I manually add new decks and books into their specific library as soon as I receive those in the mail. And this allows me to log in and see how many decks I have and to track when I purchase each deck. For those collectors that have hundreds of decks, This is super helpful because they know exactly what they have on hand and it helps from purchasing duplicates in case you already bought a deck or a book and you forgot about it. I love it because I can easily pull it up to see how many tarot decks or oracle decks I have at the moment. And I can answer that question for you here because I just checked my Libib account. I currently, at this moment, 
have 53 Oracle decks and 18 Terra decks. So my Oracle collection is quite a bit larger than my Terra collection. And there's only one Terra deck that I have two copies of. And that's my soul deck, the Lightseer's Terra. I have both the mass media and the indie version deck. Just go to libib.com to sign up for your free account and start cataloging your decks today. It's so easy to manage. This site keeps you from forgetting which decks you have and helps you identify which decks you need to spend more time with because I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard to lay eyes on all of my decks since they are housed in drawers, closets, and bookshelves all over the house. So now it's just one easy click away. After a quick break, I will continue answering more tarot-related questions. I'm excited to announce the launch of my third spread ebook. It's called Healing Through Tarot's Healing and Mental Health Spreads, Volume 2. This ebook contains 15 custom spreads centered around healing and mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, and self-care. Each spread is a nine-card spread, so there's plenty to dive into here. Volume 2 contains spreads for inner child healing, body healing, conquering anxiety, managing depression, reparenting yourself, restoring balance, ancestral karma clearing, a Chiron wounded healer spread, an empath spread, a soul connection spread, and much more. This ebook is a complement to the Volume 1 Healing and Mental Health Spread ebook, but it can also stand alone. You can find this spread ebook on my website, healingthroughterror.com, for $14. A list of all 15 spreads is on my website. And you can use Oracle cards or tarot cards with these spreads. This spread ebook is designed to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. Together, we can heal through tarot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you would like to support this podcast monthly, please consider signing up for a small pledge to help me be able to continue to produce these quality episodes every two weeks. There's a listener support link at the bottom of the show notes for each episode. You can also find that link on the Anchor site for my podcast, and it's also provided in my companion blogs for each podcast episode on my website, healingthroughterror.com. Any pledge is appreciated. Let's get back to my list of questions listeners have sent in over the past year. Advice I would give those just starting out with divination. My advice is to purchase a tarot deck and a few oracle decks that really resonate with you visually, energetically, and emotionally. I find it's easier to bond with decks when you resonate deeply with the artwork and the energy of the images. It makes it easier to learn the card meanings as well, at least it does for me. After purchasing the right decks for you, 
I'd say to get into the habit to start pulling at least one card a day and reading the description of that tarot or oracle card and sitting with it, studying the images, and journal about the themes from that card. You learn the meanings as you pull cards and relate them to personal experiences in your life. You can work up to short three-card spreads, like a simple mind-body-spirit spread, past-present-future, obstacle-lesson-outcome, or obstacle-advice-outcome. Those are some of my favorite three-card spreads. They are simple but impactful and will help you get started. Then I suggest starting to work with the tarot on personal growth. And the best way to do this is to calculate your life path number and tarot birth card, as well as your teacher card. These cards are very significant for you since they signify themes that you will encounter on your life path and the life lessons that you will learn along the way. I covered this topic in episode 20 of this podcast, so if you need a refresher course, just re-listen to that episode. I also recommend getting Mary Kay Greer's Tarot for Yourself workbook to help you learn how to work with these cards for your personal growth and development. Then I would say, practice, practice, practice. Read for yourself daily and start to pull cards for family and friends if they're willing. The more you use the cards, the more you will start to internalize the meanings of the cards. I suggest attaching your own meanings to the cards and associating personal life experiences with each card and journaling about that association to help you solidify those meanings. I find that it's easier to work with the tarot when you have a personal connection with the cards compared to just trying to memorize the meanings for all 78 cards. If you do need help learning the card meanings as you read, the account Aquarius Wellbeing on Etsy sells tarot cards with keywords on the front of the card for both upright and reverse positions. That's a good way to start until you internalize the meanings. The tarot is a beautiful, valuable tool. I respect it greatly and continue to learn from the system the more I work with it and explore its depth. Just give it time. It will settle in. If you could change one tarot card, which would it be? This answer is easy for me. I would change judgment to awakening. I've always read the judgment card as a wake-up call, an awakening, ascension, or alignment to a higher path. And recently I bought the Tarot of Abyss by Anna Turian, and she does just this. She titled the judgment card as awakening and changed the image to depict an almost angelic form arising out of the former self and ascending to a higher calling. The Lightseer's Tarot also depicts this card as a spirit or soul arising out of a woman surrendering herself to her higher calling. I prefer this meaning to the traditional Rider-Waite version depicting something akin to Judgment Day or the Rapture. I view judgment as a positive, beautiful concept of evolving into a greater form of yourself and aligning to the path that you are meant to follow that you arranged in your soul contract or life purpose. I pulled this card many, many times during the first year and a half of my spiritual awakening, and I always found it comforting to know that I was finally aligning with my true calling. What is the difference between tarot and oracle? And what are my suggestions for good starter oracle decks? So this question is a two-parter. The tarot is a 78-card system that is defined and has a clear structure of 22 major arcana cards representing major life events, lessons, and archetypes that are universal 
across cultures and time. The Minor Arcana consists of 56 cards that represent everyday life and mundane tasks. Each card has a specific meaning. Oracle cards are an undefined system because each Oracle deck can have any number of cards. You can have decks from 40 cards to 100 cards, and they can be related to a particular theme, like relationships, career advice, life purpose, lightworkers, healing, and even the elements. Really, they can cover any genre or topic. And they usually come with a guidebook that can have messages that can range from a sentence or two to several pages long. So the two systems are very different, but I think they work very well together when layering readings. Oracles can help with clarifying a message or offering an opening or closing message to set the tone of the reading or to summarize the overall message from the spread. Oracle cards are also great to pull for a daily message when you need advice, comfort, or direction. When recommending an Oracle deck for beginners, I usually recommend the first Oracle deck that I was given myself. My husband brought home the Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron reed from Switzerland on one of his work trips, and I have found over the years that this is a really accurate deck, and I truly love the versatility of this deck. It offers a general Oracle message, a relationship message, if your question was about love or friendship, a prosperity message for work and career, and a protection message if the card comes up reversed. So this gives you four ways to read each Oracle card. The images of this deck are gorgeous, and it's just a great all-rounder deck for all kinds of questions. It's very user-friendly, and I think it's perfect for beginners and very accessible. You really can't go wrong with this Oracle. I've recommended this deck the most for beginners and gotten a lot of feedback that it was a good choice. When in doubt, I always pull this deck out for clients too, because I know it will give me a spot on reading. Other great beginner Oracle decks would be the Goddess Guidance Cards, Earth Magic Oracle, and the Work Your Light and Starseed Oracles by Rebecca Campbell if you're a light worker or starseed. Tarot or Oracle? This is my least favorite question. I would never want to have to choose between these two systems because I love both so much. And Oracle decks add so much diversity since each deck can be tailored to a particular theme and the messages are so comforting when you need them. But if I'm forced to choose between Tarot and Oracle and I could only use one system for the rest of my life, it would have to be the Tarot. And you can probably guess that since my name is Healing Through Tarot. The tarot is its own language, and it's the perfect system for healing and inner work. It's the language that I prefer to use through teaching and healing. And once you connect with the tarot and know how to read it, you can just pick up the cards, tap in, and find your answer without having to rely on any guidebooks, reference books, or extra steps. It's hard for me to describe to people how beautiful and transformational the tarot is, if they haven't experienced it for themselves. It's truly life-changing, and I can't imagine giving this tool up ever. Luckily, in this world, I don't ever have to choose between divination systems, and I can layer my systems with many different divinatory tools as I feel called, which makes me very happy. And that brings us to the last question of this Q&A. 
What is the best place to find spreads? I always suggest Instagram and Pinterest for finding spreads. My favorite Instagram spread accounts are Alan Bones Tarot, Ethany Dawn, and I believe on Insta you can just find her under Ethany, Biddy Tarot, that's B-I-D-D-Y, Biddy Tarot, and Tarot Spread Layout. Those are my favorite accounts. Also follow the hashtag Tarot Challenge on Instagram and you'll find great monthly tarot challenges where you have a tarot prompt given every day for the month. So those aren't spreads, but it gets you into the habit of pulling a card every day and you have new prompts to work with on a daily routine. On Pinterest, you can just search for whatever topic you're interested in and you will either find a spread for that topic or a similar one. I haven't always been lucky to find the deep spreads that I want out there, So I mostly create my own custom spreads to dive deep into a particular area. I also share custom spreads that go along with certain topics that I cover on this podcast. Over the past year on this podcast, we've covered a large range of topics. And right now, there are 15 different custom tear spreads that I created to go along with this podcast. You can find all of those custom spreads on my Healing Through Tarot Pinterest account. They are all posted under the board titled Healing Through Tarot, custom tarot spreads. I post all of my spreads on my Instagram account as well when I post each podcast episode. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see those there as well. The most common question about spreads that I've gotten is what spreads that I personally use for week ahead spreads and monthly spreads. I used to pull a Celtic cross for my month ahead, but I got this question so frequently that I created my own custom week ahead and monthly spreads and I added them to my spread ebook called A Spread for All Seasons. I wanted to create a spread book that covered all the seasons and yearly events that you might want more guidance on, and I launched this spread ebook in late April of 2021, and it contains 15 custom tarot and oracle spreads designed to guide you through the seasons of any year. It covers holidays, full and new moons, mercury retrogrades, seasonal spreads, year-end spreads, your head spreads, and eclipses, weekly, and monthly spreads. You can reuse these again and again, year after year. You can find this spread ebook on my website, healingthroughterror.com, for $10. I'm also excited to share my brand new spread ebook, which is my Healing Through Tarot, Healing, and Mental Health Spreads, Volume 1. It contains 15 custom spreads centered around healing and mental health issues and I'm already working on Volume 2 for even more healing spreads. Volume 1 contains a spread for family healing, wound healing, self-care, blind spots, empowerment, how to step into your full potential, a way back to yourself spread, and much more. I'm really proud of this ebook, and I've worked months to create and perfect these spreads to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. You can find this ebook on my website, healingthroughterror.com for $12.99, and I have a list there of all 15 spreads so you can see what you're getting with this spread ebook. Links for all the books and decks discussed in this episode are in the show notes and on my blog on my website, healingthroughterror.com. In the next episode, we will discuss layering readings by mixing tarot with other divinatory methods, such as runes, Oracle and the Norman cards, 
numerology, crystals, astrology, and pendulums. So join me next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow card readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.